Thank you for joining us. This is Paul Wilson and Chris Empty, and you're listening to the Diesel Performance Podcast. Today, guys, we got a special episode. Yeah, next week. <laughs> next week, what yeah. What happens next week, Paul? So Diesel Power Challenge 2019 kicks off in Arvada, Colorado. Uh, Golden, Colorado will be all over the place up there yep. at ATS's facility at uh, Vandermeer Speedway. Yep. It's going to be a great time. Our producer, Justin Tyson, and myself. Vandermeer. Uh, Isn't it Vandermeer? Vandermeer. I'm sorry. It's okay. Yep. Vandermeer Speedway, because uh, I know where I'm going. Don't worry about it. <laughs> Good thing you got Justin with you, the brains of the yeah, operation. Yeah, Justin will be there to navigate so that we show up to the right spots at the right time. Uh, but yeah, so so we're going to be there. I'm, I'm super excited for it. Listen, at the end of the show here, we're going to have two special features for you. So one is our interview with KJ Jones. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's the chief editor of Diesel Power Magazine. He's the head honcho. He knows what's going on behind the scenes. And then we're also going to be... Br- be bringing you an introduction to as many of the competitors as we can get on the phone. Mm-hmm. That's the best way I could put it. Uh, for right now, Chris, one of the things I wanted to kick off with is we just went out to the drag strip last night. We got to see the Whirly Brothers out there. Jason and Ryan were running. Yeah. Man, Ryan C10 looked hot at the strip. You know, seeing Ryan C10 through its multiple stages when they were putting it together, the stock motor truck, you know, we had them here. Yeah. Built motor, got it back on the dyno, made some power. To, to take it to the track on 35s to run consistent 1180s at 115, 118 mile an hour. Squirrely. That thing was as shit going down the track. <laughs> that, that was a really, really, really cool thing to see. I mean, I've seen a lot of, of fast cars, trucks, what have you, but right. that thing was a sight to see. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, if you guys haven't checked that out, go back, listen to our Ryan Worley episode. We had a, a classic C10 swap. Yep. Uh, it's it's badass truck jump on their page check out the truck check out some of the other stuff we got to see these some some l5p behind the scenes stuff i don't think we're going to release any info yeah, there we're going to leave that to jason uh but but yeah, really the, really exciting stuff guys i promise absolutely so jump on whirly's facebook page start following them like their page like their channel send them a private message tell them you heard about it here at the diesel performance podcast yeah. uh one of the other things we saw last night was exergy really shine in all of our trucks that we had at the track. Yeah, I mean, we uh, minus maybe our Rocks or our Mahindra Rocks or that we had, which is still stock fuel for now. Right. Um, but we had our 0659 Cummins uh, hosting a bunch of Exergy fuel system components. Um, we'll kind of get into that in a little bit. But Let, all let's of, talk about that truck. Can we talk about that truck? Yeah, I figured. Just, you know, we'll just uh, kind of go through the other trucks that had Exergy components. Oh, sure, in sure, there. sure, sure. So, um, you know, uh, Jason's. Uh, both of the Whirly trucks had extra G components, which kind of get into. Uh, but consistency was there. Our Hummer as well has yep. uh, some extra G components on there. Um, but consistency is key. And I think, guys, as you go onto our Facebook uh, pages and and uh, WC Fabs, you're going to see a consistency with uh, cleanliness going down the track um, if made with the proper air. But the injectors are, you know, uh, their fuel systems, they're reliable and they're predictable. Absolutely. So, something something to be said about the guys over at Exergy. So, you know, kudos to everyone over at Exergy for, you know, always keeping us in check and keeping our customers in check. You so, said it, man. You said um, it. So, yeah, you know, uh, we'll kind of get into the last segment here. So, um, over at Calibrated Power, we have been developing a new turbocharger. Um, it's based off of a third gen 5.9 HE341-351, um, and it's uh, basically a 6767. So 67 turbine, 67 compressor wheel. Um, we had it on the dyno last week. Uh, the truck, I'll just go right into it. The truck made over 840 wheel horsepower Boom. on a 34 and a half inch tall tire. Um, 
Nick uh, let me play around with the tune, so we kind of collabed and we we're working on it. So it was really fun to kind of play with that stuff again. And he Nick let you set the me. speedometer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let me set the speedometer, and you know we're still a little <laughs> off, but we're getting there. Um, but we went to the track, and uh, we were able to back up the uh, the horsepower with uh, with our track time. So yeah. what we're bringing to you guys for any of the five nine guys out there is a drop in turbocharger that's stock appearing. Um, that as of right now, uh, we were able to trap a uh, hundred and eighteen and a half mile an hour, and ran an eleven thirty eight. Yeah. Now that is a crew cab short bed, full interior, no weight reducted other than the uh, the spare tire. Yeah. Um, tailgate was off. Yeah, that's tailgate. It. And that's it. That was we didn't it. pull the seats. We, none of the other bullshit. We trailered the truck there because we always bring a trailer just in case. Um, but Nick actually drove the truck home last night. So <laughs> we ran it five times at the track. Every time was getting better and better. And then drove it home. We got back to the shop today, uh, looked at all the data from the logs. And uh, we'll make a couple adjustments and try to get back. But, you know, for the guys that are looking to make some decent power or grow into some, some big power, but they don't want to buy an S400 or they don't have the means of doing everything in one shot, or just don't need to. Or just, I mean, that's the other thing. Is this, 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 we've had this charger out for a while. This is our third gen Stell 67 yeah, it, G2 Turbo. Mm-hmm. Um, but what's crazy is Rendon has had it on his truck, has it on his truck. Yeah, I mean, there's daily driver, stock yeah, fuel. Yeah, Runs I mean, great, man. We, you know, going from five years ago when we did the Stell 64 RD and, and being, you know, kind of the head of, of that for a long time with my sure. old truck and then getting into the 67, the, the turbo itself has been out for a little bit of time. But we wanted to start really pushing the envelope to see what its true capabilities are and, you know, what's capable of a stock turbo and collect the data to present to our, you know, potential customers, current customers, or anyone that may be in the market. Um, um, and, and what I, I think what we've come to the conclusion of is the 64 definitely holds its place in the market. Um, but the 67 is going to be for that guy that's looking for just a little bit more or might have that envision of doing so at a competitive price point. Sure. Where you're not buying an aftermarket second gen manifold, an intercooler piping kit and a different intake and, you know, all the other essential components that are needed to convert, if you will, um, as a drop in package is concerned, uh, the truck ran, the truck sat in the pits, hood open. Everyone's looking like, this isn't impressive. This is. A I, st- I was just yeah. going to say the Whirly Brothers are over there, and Ryan turns to Jason and he goes, man, look at how little that fucking turbo yeah, is. Yeah. And he didn't right realize after, that it, it clicked off an 11-second uh, pass. No, that was right after. I mean, that's why they came over yeah. to look at it, because it had just run 1140, and he comes over to kind of check out and see what's under the hood <laughs> on this thing. He's like... What do you mean with that term? Yeah, it was. So it, it packs a mean punch. I'm really excited for the guys. You know, the Stell 64 for the five nines have been a really, really strong mover for us. We've had a lot of really happy customers with it. Um, I was really happy with it on mine. I know Jim's very happy with it on his. Jim's, yeah. Jim's got some plans of pushing his here soon. <laughs> um, but yeah, you know, we're just, it's really cool to see, you know, everything evolve and, you know, the drop in turbochargers uh, kind of pave a way of, you know, simplicity and, and making some, in my opinion, in respectable numbers yeah no shit huh well hey speaking of making respectable numbers we got a whole bunch of guys going out to diesel power challenge this year they're all making some nasty power they all oh, got yeah. some nasty trucks yep. let's kick it over let's do an introduction to well as, as many guys as we can talk to hey awesome uh, my name is steven uh, lucero i'm from uh, las cruces new mexico i have a uh, no ram 2500 uh, it's got a 5.9 coming, uh, stock 5.9, stock bottom end. Um, it should be pushing around 1,200. Quartz tire with about 18 foot-pounds of torque. Uh, my name is Seth Kuntz. I'm from Jefferson, Georgia. I have a 97 Dodge Ram 
3500. Um, it's a 5.9 12-ounce Cummins with an HX40, HX60 compound setup, and it makes it should make right around 1,000 to 1,100 horse. Andrew McCain uh, from Ada, Ohio, 2006, Dodge 2500. Sleeve 6.7, and uh, we should be uh, making around 14. Um, 1400 horse. Billy uh, Hartzell, Moon Township, PA. 08 Duramax. Um, mostly Wagler built. And 800, 900 horsepower. So my name is Bradley Sankey. Um, I am from Nina, Wisconsin. My vehicle is a 2005 Chevrolet Silverado 2500 HD. Uh, it is an extended cab short box. The engine, uh, it's an LLY Duramat. It has been uh, bored 20 over. Turbos has a single forced induction F480 uh, with a 96 millimeter turbine and a 1.10 G6 housing. Uh, the power and torque. Oh man, I don't even know that one yet. <laughs> Hasn't been on a dyno. Um, estimated 1,250 horse, 24 to 2,600 foot pounds. This is Cody Lambert uh, from Walpole, Connecticut, Ohio. I have a 2006 Dodge Ram 2500. It has the 5.9 Cummins in it. We got a 68, 68 and a half HE351 with a 488-96-115 compound turbo set up by a Taterbilt Turbos. Uh, it's put down roughly 1,100 and. 1,900 foot-pounds. So yeah, so Matt Meyer, uh, hometown is Readyville, Tennessee. Um, my truck is a 97 F-250. Uh, it's a 7.3-liter uh, still uh, with a single uh, S467.7 Ford Warner FMW charger. And uh, it's made north of a 1,000 horsepower a couple of times uh, with you know, the help of some nitrous, for sure. So. This is Chris Patterson with the Diesel Power Challenge. Hometown is Weatherford, Texas. It's 2007 Ram 3500 with a 6.2 liter Cummins. I have a S464 over S488. It will make 1200 and 1800. Thank you. Richard Coker, Midland, Texas. 2006 Chevrolet 2500 HD, 6.6 SoCal Stage 2 Rotating Assembly, um, Borg SXC 472 and Forced Induction 491 Turbos, uh, laid down 1199 horsepower, 1652 foot-pounds of torque. Thanks. My name is Darren Dutton. Uh, I'm from Severance, Colorado. Uh, truck is a, two, it's a 2009 Ford F350, uh, 6.4 liter uh, power stroke. Uh, turbos are from Elite Diesel Engineering. It's a uh, precision 82 millimeter and a uh, 66 millimeter BGT. Uh, those are compounds, and truck makes 1,200 horsepower and 2,500 foot pounds.
All right, guys, Calibrated Power presents our special guest today. And of course, we brought in the, the head honcho, the big chief over at Diesel Power oh, yeah. Magazine. We got KJ Jones. KJ, how the hell are you? I'm good. What's up, guys? Good to talk to you. Everything is everything is good. A little a little crazy right now, but uh, you know, good in the in the big picture. Well, I mean, a, a couple weeks ago we were at you know UCC. We uh, went through and announced the uh, the contenders for DPC 2019, and then it was what 28 days and counting, 29 days and counting. Yeah. Yeah, it's about 29 days <laughs> out, and now <laughs> yeah. and now that 29 days went away quickly, didn't it? <laughs> so when you say you've been running around and you've been busy, I mean, you know, everyone's on crunch time. Not only the competitors that now know that they are going to be competing, but you yourself and having to set everything up for this year's event. Yeah, as soon as we have a field uh, solidified, that's what happens. Um, you know, I try to, and we try to have things laid out uh, almost as if when we leave Denver, come back and, and get things rolling for the next year. But just like it is for the competitors, things uh, ramp up and accelerate for us in that last 30 days with just making sure contracts are finalized and some other administrative type things that we have to, you know, just make sure is in place for the show to go on. And and one of them actually did, you guys were um, uh, affected by it or had a, a part in it. And that's just, it seems simple, but it's a big deal. But like the hotels, you know, that has to be make sure that the host hotel um everyone has their reservation in before that window closes it's a matter of, of windows that open and closes in that 30 days and we have to make sure that we get through all of them before they close yeah did i tell you about this chris i jumped on to check the host hotel justin tyson uh our producer of the podcast and myself are going to be there live at the event this year uh, we're going to be kicking out episodes during the show mm -hmm. after the show the nights of the show uh so we'll have a lot of content around that but i went to go book our hotel room and I just, I, I, I looked at it, two beds, one room, like, we're good. Checked out of it, closed down the window, came back 15 minutes later, no more double beds. It was single beds only. So you guys are sharing? Well, I told him we could have the bathtub. <laughs> but he's the skill. I mean, he's the skill in the two. He, he's the so, skill, right, yeah. right, right. So you're taking the bathtub. I, I'm, I think we figured it out. I'm older, so I get the bed. Uh, by all of six months, right? Wow. <laughs> yeah, seniority. Seniority is worth more than than being old. Yeah, yeah. We'll see. Uh, but no, no. So, so wow. seriously though. So the, that, that we, that we didn't find out. It, the, you refresh the page. Done. Done. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, so, uh, but it is, and it's because it's an awesome event. We got people traveling from all over the country. Oh, yeah. uh, I was just going yep. through the cities and states that people are coming from, and, and we saw this last year where we get a pocket where we just get a lot of guys out of that area. Um, there's a spot around Texas where I think there's two or maybe three competitors. In Ohio. There's always guys in Ohio. There's a, yeah. a whole slew of crew come from Ohio every slew year. Crew. Yeah, you yeah. like that? That was slick. <laughs> uh, so it, it's going to be an exciting field. KJ, now as this event sets up, is the pattern going to be the same as last year as far as the order in which the events go? Or w what can we expect to see of, of some mild variations from DPC 2018? Um, well, Paul, it's, it's pretty much laid out uh, the same, I guess, what, the same as what you saw last year and what uh, viewers who watch the live feed and people who have seen the videos. Actually, in social media, we've been kind of highlighting those videos just to get people's uh, DPC flavor 
uh, in their mouth again, you know, and then kind of hype things up for next week. But the format pretty much stays the same. And then we use the term segments versus events for each, uh, you know, each aspect of the competition. So there's still the same six segments, and they'll be uh, contested in the same order pretty much. There was some thought about uh, switching a few things around um, with, with how we did photos and then photos from photos down to uh, the fuel consumption drivability. But um, I guess what one of the things that has been changed for the better is that uh, we've worked with ATS Diesel Performance and kind of laid out some, some things as far as ventilation and, and such in the dyno cell so that we'll go straight to uh, fuel consumption and drivability from the photo session at Red Rocks Amphitheater and now we'll be in a space that hopefully, knock on wood for sure, uh, but we're, we're sort of confident we'll, um, we'll support what's going to happen in there during those 20-minute drive segments. That's awesome, man, because I know that that was one of the spots last year that really kind of added to the torture test that that drivability or, or fuel mileage uh, segment is, was being in that it, it's a really tight window. If you guys have watched the live feed, you, you know what I'm talking about. If you haven't, make sure you go on and check it out. I'm sure they can find it over at Diesel Power Magazine's Facebook page and on Truck Trend and all the other great social media outlets. Uh, but it, it's you're in a closet, man, with a dyno in there, and there's a box fan in front of it that you would find in a barn. I, I mean, this is a, a wild oversimplification of how awesome but, the facility right. is. No, it's a good way to a good way to put it. Yeah. <laughs> but but yeah, it, it was it was tough on the trucks, and I know that's something that everybody was talking about was the, the ventilation gets rough too. I can't imagine your guys' crew. Uh, is is sad to hear about this. Those guys were walking out of there last year, just <laughs> head to toe. You've never seen this much soot on a person. I mean, anytime you see yeah. the, the DPC live feed or any of the uh, dyno events that ATS holds, I mean, you can see that in any of the videos. Yeah, you know the ventilation and, and what that is. So that's that's huge. That's awesome to hear. Yeah, we worked with them to to just throw some ideas out there. So I'm excited to see what you know what the end product is. I'm pretty confident in it. So I think we'll we'll be good in that space. And that's um, a good point that you touched on with just that that segment there uh paul and that um you know it's one of those things where let's just say the 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 competitors that don't make it through of course there's disappointment and darts if you will darts are thrown at that (laughs) segment and the way it's you know laid out etc but then you have to look at the other side of it where there are competitors that did make it through you know what i mean so it's really kind of difficult to to I guess overall bash on the way we have that uh, segment um, contested. And uh, the way I look at it now is that if we took this and did the same exact thing in the Mojave Desert, yeah. you know, the same thing is the same thing. It's going to be super hot. There won't be any air circulating. The air doesn't circulate in the Mojave Desert. Right. You know what I mean? <laughs> so, so if we put you guys up to the same thing in the Mojave Desert, the results quite possibly and probably would be about the same. So, you know, you have to kind of, from a a competitor standpoint, I think take yourself out of what this environment is, you know, or or if you don't take yourself out of this environment, uh, what the environment is, prepare your vehicle for the environment. That's the bottom line. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that is an interesting point because to me, this is this is something that I used to be one of those people throwing darts at the mile mile per gallon test and like how stupid I build a 750 horsepower truck, but I'm worried about the fuel consumption. Fuel consumption is just the measurement, a, a piece of the measurement for this test. 
Drivability. It's really, it's all about drivability, and that's what this Correct. competition is, is proving you have a drivable truck. You have something Correct. that's not an all-out drag race truck with, with everything perfect on it. You have a real owner's daily driver truck that you've brought up to this level. And that's why exactly. I, I'm really now I'm a big fan of it. I mean, it's the ultimate street truck, you know, but it's the ultimate driver backing that street truck. Yeah. You know, I mean, there's yep. more than just the truck itself that has to be able to perform over the course of the events. How about uh, exactly the other thing I want to talk about trailer racing? This is one that that I never really fully grasped the the how much capacity a truck has to have to do the trailer racing with a loaded trailer. I think last year you guys had a, a, a skid steer or a bobcat or something on there. Usually, yeah, the bobcat and the trailer that total that totals out at about eleven five eleven thousand five hundred pounds. Um, as far as racing it, it's just, you know, another, I guess, evaluation, uh, like we're talking about with street trucks now. You know, let's just say your pickup, Chris, or, or, or my pickup, and we tow with our pickups. You know, we'll get on the freeway and um, not always tow on 11.5, right. but we'll get on the freeway, say, with your lawnmower or something like that, and you might tow at 70 mile an hour. I mean, yep. even though that's not legal, but just achieve that type <laughs> of speed, you know, that type of thing. Um, and, and for me, I have a 28-foot enclosed, you know, and when loaded, I can stretch beyond California's uh, 55 miles an hour here or there. You know, I try to stay within the boundaries <laughs> just because it's a big ticket if you get nabbed. But anyway, um, you know, we just came up with that and I can't say we came up with it it was in place before I got to diesel power but I think it's pretty cool to see how drivers can control that type of a load and and how quickly uh the vehicle can just run to the eighth mile uh you know on the drag strip run to the eighth mile how quick and fast it can do that with that type of weight on it and as you saw Paul and if people watch the videos you know it's really all about managing everything once once the converter locks, you know, because you're locking the converter, the converter locks up, and nitrous is pretty much all in, and and crazy stuff happens once that, you know, all those factors come into play. (laughs) I I think the cool thing there is I never really considered the strategy. You you know, you got to remember these guys, they're enthusiasts, right? They're not they're not big name, big money behind it. Right. So, so these guys, they took time off work to come to Colorado with their trucks to compete. They want to win, man. Like this is a big deal to them. Uh, so, so when you're sitting at the line, it's not, it's not like we practice trailer racing. We were just at the the local drag strip last night, Chris. Nobody hooked a trailer up to run it down the track. Like, right. How do you prepare for that? I mean, we, you know, people have hard enough time just learning their truck how to launch their truck in perfect conditions you go and throw a curveball at them like throw 11.5 on the ass end of it everything is different how much boost you have at the line how much rpm you take off with i think i think too you know uh, with you know looking at diesel power magazine for years you know diesel power magazine's always been like the staple in the diesel industry as far as an enthusiast standpoint is concerned so everyone's goal or a majority of these guys goals when they're investing money and time into their trucks is they want the trucks in the magazine yeah. Right. They want their trucks to be known. They don't care if they're popular. They want the truck to be popular. So, being but did able, you see my truck? Exactly. Like, you know, exactly. I mean, there's guys that you know they don't even have a face. They don't have a face, uh, a picture of their face on Facebook. But yeah. you know, they're a transformer, right. and every picture on Facebook is their truck. So the idea here is, you know, I mean, that's and it's a goal for a lot of guys. You know, they want to do well. They want to compete. They want to get their name out there. They want to get their truck out there. You know, maybe help build their social profile, whatever that looks like. I mean, yeah. but that's what the end goal here is with a lot of guys yeah absolutely it is and that's it's sort of our 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 
end goal too, not our hard end goal, but you know we incorporate that attitude, Chris, a hundred percent. You know, it's it's a competition first and foremost. Mm-hmm. Don't don't be fooled. It is a it is a competition, but you know it's also um, it has become one of the best demonstrations of overall sportsmanship within this diesel motorsports hobby, if you will, you know what I mean? Uh, where guys from all over the country, our competitors from all over the country, um, come together, literally, and, and they leave as friends. They leave as new friends in some cases. You know, maybe some of them might have known each other uh, through social media or had an opportunity to meet before. But what I've seen over the, the now five years that I've been doing this is that we are diesel power <clears throat> excuse me diesel power plays a role in um unifying and solidifying what we have as a as a community um you know a small role anyway and i really appreciate that so you know everybody's going to be going for it uh, paul knows that he's seen that and 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 the people who watch uh the, the videos and the live feed and by the way let me let me get out there the live feed will be this year on the motor trend youtube channel it will not be live on facebook all of our live activity uh, which is brought to us this year by Universal uh, Technical Institute, UTI, is the sponsor of the live feed. We'll, it will be broadcast on the Motor Trend YouTube channel. So I uh, hope everybody hears that, and, and we'll, we'll be socializing that information as well so that we have uh, break the Internet record people watching it. <laughs> I love it. Guys, look out for uh, Justin and myself. We're going to be trying to photobomb that camera as much as possible for the live feed, <laughs> uh, just to rub it in Chris's face that he wasn't able to go this year. Uh, but... <laughs> Second year, maybe third year is a charm, man. Yeah, right. <laughs> One of these times we'll get Chris out there. Uh, sure. I just need to crash and burn in my nine to five. That's One of the really cool things I, I think also about the challenge is, like you said, guys, guys really getting together, helping each other out. There is a very team atmosphere, um, but but also statistically speaking, returning champion most likely to win. Uh, I don't. That doesn't take into account anybody that's in the field this year. Mm-hmm. That just says statistically in the past we've seen people win two peats. You, you know, is now the new standard. Yeah. Um, yeah. Who? Who do you do you have your eyes for anybody to to upset? Uh, Cody. Cody Pulliam here. Cody Pulliam. That's a great question, and I've been trying to think that out. You know, um, since I've been on Diesel Power, that's the way things have gone. It's been. Uh, the two peat guys, starting with Levon Miller, and then of course uh, Charlie Keeter, uh, who who's come and done it, and you know now Cody is is really hanging out there as the returning champ. And I don't know if you guys are aware, but yes. Cody uh, just, just experienced a traumatic engine uh, <laughs> failure. <laughs> but he is he has oil pressure. I, he's he's up and running, and I just said. Don't touch it now. Just just leave, just leave it alone. <laughs> Do not touch it until you get to Denver. But he overcame some uh, some engine problems and he's back. But to your your question, um, the field, you know, and understand this. I hope everyone understands that the field is uh, selected by the people listening and the people who read Diesel Power. Um, it's selected based on what's presented, you know, the quote unquote on paper. You know what I mean? And um, the statistics and and um, the composition of trucks and all that kind of thing are what people say they have. And, of course, they send photography that supports that, et cetera. But one of the things that happens almost every year is that from point of entry to point of selection and then point of selection to actual competition, wholesale changes are made. <laughs> <And> <laughs> I... 
I'm not the guy that takes that gamble, honestly. I've competed, you know, at drag racing for many years, et cetera, and I'm not one to say, okay, well, the race is here, and I have a month. Let me go ahead and just take all this apart and redo it. It's, right. it's you know, I don't understand that um, if it's not necessary. I think that our uh, our intent is for people to basically, you know, quote unquote, run what you brung. If you entered this, bring this and see what it does. Versus, you know, hang new turbos on it and and redo this and redo that and redo the other thing. Uh, so, you know, there's it's it's really kind of up in the air. I think that there are some on paper, there are certainly trucks every truck out there can can give cody a good run um the key the key is uh how the teams how the teams do you know what i mean how the driver uh and how his team works together and one of the the biggest points that i've stressed about diesel power challenge since i've been a part of it is this is strategy man this this deal uh really involves using your mind and thinking and processing uh, so much, so much more than I think people who just look at it, uh, you know, consider. And two of the best uh, strategists that I've seen thus far are the guys that have repeated, and that's LeVon and Charlie. You could actually, you know, if, if you can imagine this, you can see their mind working throughout each segment or even in front of each segment. What do I have to do next? You know what I mean? So I think for anybody that's in, that, in, this, uh, in this event, in this competition this year and future years, just keep strategy in mind and, and make sure that, you know, the group that you have, the two or three guys on your team, you're all able to work together. That's, that's, how, uh, that's how you beat Cody, you know, and as long as Cody's not doing the same thing better than you are. <laughs> Very true. <laughs> well, hey, guys, it's only going to be a couple days away until we start to see. Uh, this episode goes live Friday the 31st. Yes, that right. Yeah, Friday the thirty first, and uh, we're going to be in Denver on June second to kind of meet everybody. Competition starts shaking down on June third, uh, so we're excited for that. And then, uh, like I said, just keep checking back on the channel. Jump on Truck Trends YouTube channel for the live coverage. It sounds like brought to you by UTI. Who else do we want to give a shout out to? Um, we're very fortunate this year. Uh, Diesel Power Challenge since um, since I've been a part of it. So this is my fifth year for the last. Four years, we've not necessarily struggled, but it's been um, somewhat of a battle to uh, to uh, get sponsorship. Bottom line, uh, get sponsor support for the event, and of course, sponsor support is what helps us continue on with the event. And we're very um, fortunate to have the the good sponsors that we've had for for the last four years. But that number has grown this year, and I'm very excited about it. Uh, this year, of course, our presenting sponsor is XDP. They've been on board with us for uh, many, many years now, and um, joining XDP are Amsoil, ATS Diesel Performance, PPE, Banks is on board as a new sponsor, KC Highlights, Fury Off-Road Tires, ARP, Universal Technical Institute is the sponsor for our live feed. I uh, spoke about the live feed earlier, but uh, Universal Technical Institute is a uh, Damn it, I fucked up. <laughs> Let me do this again, Paul. Let me do this again. Disregard that one. Disregard that one. All right, here is once again the rundown of sponsors for uh, Diesel Power Challenge. Here you go. Uh, for the last several years, uh, of course, we've been fortunate to have sponsors supporting Diesel Power Challenge. Bottom line is the sponsors are the folks that, that, are, that really 
help us make this happen. Without them, um, I don't know if there would even be a DPC. So we're very grateful for the people that have supported us for many years, and we're happy this year to have uh, several new sponsors come on board. And actually, since I've been on Diesel Power Challenge now, this is my fifth year, we're at a record number, a total of 11 sponsors. Um, leading the charge, of course, is XDP as our presenting sponsor, uh, and they've been the presenting sponsor of DPC for a long time now. Uh, joining them are Amsoil as the official oil, ATS Diesel Performance, the official turbocharger, PPE with the official fuel systems for DPC. Banks is our uh, new sponsor. Banks comes on board as the official electronics um, of Diesel Power Challenge, and we're going to be doing some interesting stuff with the new I-1.8 Super Gauge. Uh, that I'm looking forward to uh, to seeing how that works out um, within the DPC um, contest. So that's pretty cool. Uh, Fury Off-Road Tires joins us once again as the official tire. ARP, another new sponsor, ARP Bolts, ARP Fasteners. Pretty much all of the competitors or everyone out there with uh, multiple turbos or nitrous or, or big steam uh, keep their heads secured on the block with ARP, uh, ARP studs. Happy to have them on board. Universal Technical Institute is also a new sponsor. Universal Technical Institute, better known as UTI, is the live stream sponsor. So our live stream, our live stream which will be broadcast on um, the Motor Trend YouTube channel, is brought to us by Universal Technical Institute. Uh, also on board, a new sponsor and a late addition, actually. We closed, uh, closed this uh, preparation for DPC with a late add in the sponsor the sponsor package, and that's Victor Rains um, as the official sealing system. Victor Rains, uh, better known for uh, their gaskets and such uh, for diesel engines, head gaskets, and and that type of thing. So um, that's the, the sponsor breakdown. Once again, thanks to all of the uh, companies and and people who are involved with getting behind our program and and um, helping it be as kick-ass as it is. So looking forward to see everyone in Denver. The Diesel Performance Podcast is brought to you by Calibrated Power Solutions, home of DuramaxTuner.com. Calibrated Power develops emissions-equipped calibrations for a wide variety of diesel powertrains, including the Duramax, Cummins, Powerstroke, John Deere, Case, New Holland, and many more. For more information and great customer service, check out CalibratedPower.com or call 815-568-7920. That's 815-568-7920. Yeah. A whole slew of crew come from Ohio every year. Yeah, you yeah. like that? That was slick. <laughs>